You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now using the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 27 of the Rig Rats podcast, the Edmonton Oilers podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. I am joined post my soccer game, post his hockey game, Kyle Fryermoot. Welcome, buddy. How'd your game go? How'd it, Chief? We won 2-1, but it was brutal. It was yeah, bad. You were saying the, bad the, the ice was bad, huh? Yeah, the ice was real bad. Their goalie was absolutely on top of his head, I'll tell you that. We had like that's frustrating. Honestly, yeah, like like we were putting on an absolute clinic in their zone, just passing it around, putting shots on, passing it around, putting shots on, and the guy was just saving everything. Like I turned to the stripes at one point, and I was like, "Dude, I don't know what Adderall he has, but can you give me some?" <laughs> <laughs> so you've probably played more hockey here than the Edmonton Oilers have in the last little bit. Um, really- yet again, we were prepping to get ready to play another hockey game or the Edmonton Oilers where that was, and then it gets canceled versus the Vancouver Canucks. So the game that they were supposed to play, they end up not playing, and the Vancouver Canucks, it seems that they were getting ready to play after going down with they've had 21 players and staff put on the COVID list. It seems like they were getting ready to play, and then they were hit with a second wave that a second strain, I guess, has uh, burned through their locker room pretty bad and i have some quotes here uh because i do my job very well um, look at you from jt miller because it's come out that they're now going to play the leafs in this coming week so the Edmonton Oilers missed the game and they end up playing the winnipeg jets uh that we will get to however uh, on the vancouver canucks side they asked jt miller about his opinion on the canucks returning to play um this coming week versus uh the leafs and he he starts off with it's kind of crazy i know everyone has a job to do but to expect our entire team to be ready to play in one practice and a pregame skate is pretty hard to comprehend 
He goes on mentally for me, this hasn't been the easiest year and I'm coming up on 50 days of quarantine just in the past year. It's been a rough go for a lot of people. And I've individually been thinking about my teammates and their families every day. I feel fortunate that we aren't as affected as they were. He's, it sounds like Vancouver Canucks are getting ready to play. play tonight. How competitive do we, do we really expect them to be returning? Especially like you hear the quotes there from JT Miller. I mean, you can't expect guys to be off for that long in this good of a league and show back up. And especially even before they were off, it was, they weren't terrible, but they weren't great by any means, you know? So I think it's real tough for those guys to have to show back up and try to work through all of that and, and play their best. But it's, it's going to be brutal. I, I think I just looked, they're supposed to play tonight. I think. I don't know if they will or not, but as I'm looking at it right now, they um, are supposed to be playing uh, starting right now. So yeah, they are playing the Maple Leafs. Vancouver Canucks playing. Uh, I don't know what their lineup looks like. I can assume probably Patterson still out because I know he was out injured before all the COVID stuff happened as well. Yeah, Pretty messed up roster playing the Leafs. Uh, the Oilers, I assume we'll eventually get around to playing them because they still have some some games to play um I, i'm not sure when that will happen the league still doing it on a day-to-day basis however the edmonton oilers do actually get around to playing some hockey eventually here versus the winnipeg jets um they took them on on saturday night ryan nugent hopkins still out of the lineup injured uh we see nygaard come in and mike smith in net hoping to see a little bit of a bounce back um, from the last game. And it starts out pretty tight. There's some exchanges back and forth early. Um, and then the Oilers really spring on top of them. But Connor Hellebuck showing his quality. Um, he stops two breakaways within three minutes, one on a great move on Yamamoto. And then another one, he just follows Chase on cross. Connor Hellebuck is continuing to show why, why he is Vesna caliber goaltender. It is a 0-0 tie heading into the second period. Um, Then the Jets get into a little bit of penalty trouble. Oilers on the power play eventually. um, It seemed the Oilers are a little frustrating. Uh, They pass a lot. McDavid and Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl definitely is willing to pull a trigger more. But McDavid, I don't know. There's times he he goes in. It seems he goes in waves when he picks and chooses his moment to shoot the puck on net or not. Um, it seemed like we weren't going to be able to break him on the power play. And then a good old Tyson Berry shot from the point goes in and talk about Tyson Berry here for a second. He continues to continue to put up offense. I mean, I still notice his foot speed, but more bombs from the point. He gets a primary assist on Chason's goal on the <coughs> front. There's no denying the guy, the guy puts up points. I mean, I've seen some differing opinions, uh, you know, on resign them. Don't resign them. I think you resign him personally. I think he's playing well because Tyson Berry is not the guy that you signed to play defense. You really don't sign him to play defense. You sign him as a fourth forward, just in the in a different spot. When he's stationary, he's a, a fairly good defender. You know what I mean? Like when when everybody's set up in the zone, he he plays defense fine. But he adds a ton to your offense. I mean, 
guy's got insane points right now. You know, two points in this game, puts the goal, the first goal in, and then gets that shot that gets tipped by, by Chase on. So he's got the primary there. Overall, he, he plays a very good offensive game. He, he is he is one of the best offensive defensemen in the league, I think. I was getting a little frustrated with him there for a second. And I was like starting to be like, at what point does Nurse start to get some power play time? But then we see eventually like he just keeps taking shots and he does what he does and uh, they go in the net. McDavid also getting on the board. Pujarvi scores his 10th of the season on a really nice pass to the front of the net by McDavid. McDavid picking up his 70th point and 71st point in the game. And I have some stats here as well. Connor McDavid hitting 70 and 71 points is the most points by a player during the expansion season since 1967-68, in which clubs contested in a schedule of 56 games or fewer, a mark set by Yarmir Yager, who put up 70 points in 48 games, and Lindros, who put up 70 points in 46 games in 94-95. So Connor McDavid on with some impressive names there, just continues to blaze points and uh, set the tone for the Oilers. Yeah, it always seems that he's, uh, every every time he plays hockey, it's like, wow, he's really joining some elite company, you know, every time he sets a new record. you love to see that. And the Oilers improved to a record of 26-15-2, and, and this was a big game because they are actively chasing the Winnipeg Jets. This is a potential matchup of a first round series in the North division between Edmonton and Winnipeg. Um, so what do you think the Oilers learn here so far? If you look at the season series, I know they're playing nine total games versus the Jets, but if this was a playoff series, the Oilers have technically won the series um, overwhelmingly. Another solid win here versus the Jets. This is one of the few ones where they actually had a multi-goal lead. Smith with the shutout, he played really well. What do you think the Oilers take away from this and looking at the Jets as a potential first-round opponent? I mean, I think, it's a, I think the takeaway is we can beat them, and we've done it. We'll continue to do it. It'll be a tight game. It'll be well-contested, but I think they take away that they're a beatable team very beatable team and so then on the flip side of that uh we have the montreal canadians coming up on monday when this podcast will come out uh the oilers will take them on that night and the engine oilers have not played them very well again if we're talking about a season series we're one in four on our season series versus the canadians however they're 19 14 and 9 and they are below us in fourth and about uh, eight nine points below us as well so there's a pretty decent gap as well. However, Oilers have struggled versus the Canadians, especially in the recent games. So what do you expect and what should the Oilers prepare for in that one? Yeah, I mean, playing Montreal has been a, a bit of a struggle for the boys this season. Uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. It's that their decor is, is very strong. Um, it's hard to play them with, you know, two heavy first lines, a, a first and second good line, the top six, and then a, a questionable bottom six, you know that doesn't put up nearly as many points. So it, it's certainly a struggle, but I think in the long run, they'll figure it out. You know, obviously we're still above them in the standings, so it's not uh, that big of a deal, but definitely if it comes to it in the playoffs, you're going to want to figure yourselves out, you know? So I agree. Um, I think it, Another big one, we'll see if Nugent Hopkins returns. Um, I haven't heard any news from Tippett or anything like that in any of the post games. Um, so I'm not sure if Nugent Hopkins is uh, going to be fit to be back or not. Um, hopefully he is. If he's not, though, we saw an interesting second line of Gaetan Haas, 
Dominic Cahoon and Yamamoto in the game versus the Jets. And they played mostly versus the Shifley line when Shifley wasn't versus head-to-head versus the McDavid line. And I thought they did a pretty good job um, really shutting them down. So that'll be interesting to see if that line sticks around versus the Canadians. Um, I like to think that the Oilers have a little bit of momentum, especially coming off of this 3 nothing win. Um, I expect to see Smith right back in net. You got to ride the hot hand, and the dude is, you know, about as hot as anyone right now. And I'm going to say the Oilers are going to skate away with a pretty tight one. I'm going to say a 2-1 overtime win. Wow, very boring game. Love to see it. I, I also think it's going to be a tight game. I'll, uh, I'll give you that. I think it's going to be a tight one. I think it's probably going to be a, a 4-3 regulation. Or three or win for the win for the win that'll for the be Oilers. a that'll be a bit more of an exciting game seven goals there yeah oh I love it when people put up numbers very fun all righty so we've got your predictions in the book for the upcoming games we've got some Edmonton Oilers news and some more news from around the league to go into as well as our play of the week but however we will get to that when we come back after this quick break. Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bulls broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony? Anthony Nunschwander. It's it's N-E-U-E-N. It's Neuenschwander. Anthony Neuenschwander. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know... I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. Took it for two years? Oh, no. Jay don't yeah. took it that long. I, I took it for two years and was, like, asleep in all of German, too. Oh, you, you, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was, like, me and i don't know five other people and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us while she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible class <laughs> no uh, we weren't a terrible class a couple people were terrible people i'm uh, not gonna you. mention names not gonna call it anybody in this pod it was chase crawshaw it was 100 <laughs> percent not me oh boy i know a couple of those names but uh yeah it's a good point chase we won't mention those here new episodes every monday only on the Hockey Podcast Network. All righty, and we are back. All right, so we've got some Edmonton Oilers news starting off our little news segment here. The Edmonton Oilers sign Dylan Holloway, their fourth overall pick. He was playing in the NCAA where he put up 11 goals and 24 assists in 23 games. He was a top 10 in the Toby Baker award finalist. Um, He's a power forward. He's a sniper. He is definitely a bit of a cutie. I got to say, and there is actually uh, there's funny. There's a, there's like a picture. He was doing a draft interview and I guess in the background, he didn't realize it, but there was like Mardi Gras beads but they were green and there was a weed leaf on the bottom of his Mar- of the Mardi Gras beads in the background of his interview. It's no longer there because it, it was in the background of his room and I'm sure someone said something to it, but it, it's out there. I've seen it on Twitter. And so I think, I think that's kind of funny. However, um, he is a pretty incredible hockey player. I know Holland likes to take things slow. Um, however, with him signing this entry-level deal, we could potentially see Dylan Holloway joining the Edmonton Oilers in the regular season or in the playoffs this season. 
Yeah, I think that adds uh, an, an extra element, a young guy that's ready to play. The NCAA season just finished. So and he, yeah, not bl- too, he blew uh, people out of the water with his performance oh, yeah. this season. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that being said, he uh, because the NCAA season just finished, he's, you know, not very uh, uh, he hasn't settled in anywhere yet. Like he's not he's not too complacent in, you know, I mean, he's, he's still been skating and whatnot. So um, I don't know. I don't know how likely it is that we'll see him, but I think it'd be interesting to shoot him in the lineup for a game or two. You know, what's what's it hurt? Do you so. think that potentially and i know holland like i said holland likes to take it slow with prospects so this is probably way off base but do you think potentially when he was looking around the league at trade deadline one of the reasons he was like maybe a little a little less likely to bring in a forward is he's thinking you know maybe i could potentially have a top six forward just pop up for free essentially in holloway this year and so maybe he's not interested in pushing like he like he was yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Um, watching what he did this year in the NCAA, you know, he's a good player. He's got good hands. He's fast, hits hard, and puts the puck where he wants it to be. He's got all the uh, all the fixings for a good for a good forward. But definitely, I think it would be a good a, a good decision. Just what's it hurt to throw him in for a game or two? See if see how he plays. I know there's a couple of different teams around the league who have you know who've gotten some younger guys and they've pulled them up for, you know, a game or two. And they're, you know, now they're staying around, they're sticking around either on the taxi squad or playing, you know, you know, some, a few minutes here and there in the games, it's a viable option, you know, to jazz up the lineup, you know, late in the season. If you got a guy with some skill, add him, you know. And in that same vein, the Edmonton Oilers have also just recalled um, Ryan McLeod, another prospect that's been brewing and lighting up the minors recently, actually. They just called him up to the Edmonton Oilers taxi squad. So we actually are probably more likely to see Ryan McLeod in an NHL game here coming up a lot sooner than Dylan Holloway. So two prospects for the Edmonton Oilers for and for the fans listening to watch out for. Uh, I'm excited to see both of them, what they can do. Um, looking around the league, though, the Buffalo Sabres, Kyle, have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I'm, I'm sorry, Sabres fan. I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you like this, but they're not making the playoffs this season. Oh, no. I think they just tied a record, though. Um, that's 10 seasons in a row they've been uh, eliminated from playoff contention. So yeah, it's, um, it's a tough time to be a Sabres fan, for sure. Ah, uh, Buffalo. Tough also- time to be a Buffalo fan. <laughs> It, I mean, it is. I mean, you got the Bills, though. That's really the best thing they got going for them. Yeah, I guess. We'll see how they do this season. Who knows? <laughs> also, though, on tying records, we have Patrick Marlowe played in his 1,767th career NHL game. He tied Gordie Howe all-time for most NHL games played. And this coming Monday, he when he plays versus the Golden Knights, he will break that record and become he will have played the most NHL games ever of any uh, any other NHL player. And I saw a crazy stat. I've got it here. Uh, Patrick Marlowe has played with 37 percent of all NHL players ever, which is just crazy. It's it's crazy to think like you think about the the longevity of NHL careers and uh, Patrick Marlowe. He's he's jumped around and he continues to be a good player. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure he's coming up on his on his retirement here. You know, I don't know if it's going to be this season, maybe next season. That's a feat in itself. You know, not many guys, you know, we, we said a couple times this season, we've had a couple thousand game guys, you know, a couple guys reach a thousand game mark. And that's impressive. I mean, it really is. The, the way the game is played at that level is so fast, so hard hitting, tough on the joints. I mean, it's physically demanding. So to play that many games is amazing. And that's definitely some uh, elite company there with Gordy Howe. It's good to see. Good, good for Patrick. He's a great guy. And soon he will be by himself uh, a top at number one, which is uh, crazy to think about. And then I've got one more piece of trivia here to tie it all back to the Edmonton Oilers, of course. Patrick Marlowe made his NHL debut versus the Edmonton Oilers all the way back in 1997. Patrick Marlowe has been playing in the NHL longer than me or you have been alive to show our age um, a little bit, uh, which is crazy. And then he did it versus the Edmonton Oilers way back when they were releasing his photos. And boy, to be honest, he looks like, obviously he looks much older, but like he still has a very square nail shaped head and he looks other like he looks pretty similar yeah he looks he looks really similar i mean obviously you can see that he's aged and uh he's weathered a bit but it's uh it's kind of funny when you look at some of these guys uh you know some of these veteran guys that have been in the league 20 plus years um you look at their pictures going back and it's it's kind of funny like you can see how weathered they've gotten over the years um the 30 something percent of all players ever is a wild stat. Like that's at least one game with like 30 something percent of all 30, players. Ever. 37% of that's nuts. of all players to ever play in the NHL. Patrick Marlowe has been on the ice with them. That's nuts, man. That's insane. Think about how many times like 8,000 how many players, teams, right? how many times you could get him in an NHL. Yeah. A lot of times. And he's, he's been good. Like he's been a service. Yeah, player and every yeah. time. Like, I mean, I mean, still, even now, I mean, he's still a guy that you can put in your lineup and feel comfortable with him on the ice. Kudos. Kudos to Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, so we'll be celebrating with him on Monday when he becomes the over the NHL leader in games played all time. Now we're going to move on to our final bit here. We have our play of the week, Kyle. Do you want to start or me? Uh, how are you feeling? You, you've got something uh, load, loaded up here? Yeah, I'll go today. We have all a... Right. Um, Special guy, not not necessarily a player here. I'm going to give mine to John Paglianetti, the uh, the equipment manager for the Pittsburgh Penguins, on that uh, that solid assist for uh, Sidney Crosby's goal. There, the favorite part is how, how the bench just absolutely mobbed him after the after the goal went in. The whole bench was just beating him up, like oh my gosh, that was that was cool to see. It was definitely cool. So this is a podcast, so we've got to have some debate here. There's the Marner assist from the thing where his stick from, breaks, he runs to the bench, right. picks up the stick, and then he, he assists on the goal on a pretty nice cross crease pass. And then right. I love though, you're you are right. Hockey's the best because even on both plays, immediately they turn around and are pointing directly are, at, yeah. at at the bench. The bench, both benches are just going nuts. So yeah, Marner, yeah. he assists on that after picking the stick up. Crosby gives his stick to his defenseman, which is, I mean, selfless captain play right there. Then skates immediately to the bench, picks up the play. Beautiful play by Latang, by the way, in on the rush. And then not sure what Hart's doing, and he bangs it home. 
Wh- which one do you which one do you think is better? I I think the uh, th- this most recent one from the Penguins was better. So was, I think there was less time between picking up the, the stick and the puck going in the net than there was on the the Marner the Marner assist. Like he picked up the stick and still again a very good move by you know the equipment manager getting the stick out there and and giving it to him. But I think he had more of his time, more time to get there, grab it and go. Crosby literally skated by, grabbed it. And then the next time he was anywhere close to the puck, just jammed it into the net. So I think it's a, a little more timely of a, of a play there. And um, if you think about it in this way, the assist for the Crosby goal, the man, the equipment guy gets the primary assist on the Marner right. one. The equipment guy only picks up the secondary assist. Only picks up the secondary apple, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a little different, a little different. I, I like it. Uh, I actually forgot about that. But then as, as soon as you, you started, uh, I, I knew where you're going with that. Um, So I am going to be going actually to our home state of Florida, the Florida Panthers. Um, They've got Chris Drieger in net a lot of nights instead of Bobrovsky, which is surprising a lot of people. And shot on net, it squeaks through him. He reaches back and to quote Mortal Kombat, Scorpion, he throws his stick at and just get over here and pulls the puck (laughs) off of the line to himself. Just incredible. It's just like the puck's just like sliding. It's going to make it. And he just turned and just like the little cane from offstage and just whoop back from off the line. So my play of the week is going to go to Chris Drieger for uh, that incredible goal line clearance. Yeah. Big play there. Yeah. He's been playing a lot lately. Um, he's played well too. Again, just, just like with Mike Smith. I mean, you got to go with the hot hands. So, you know, Drieger's playing good. Leave him in the net. Um, I did have a question that I wanted to pose. I've seen a tweet going around Twitter that's uh, if you could have any athlete, any sport go with no injuries in their entire career, who would you pick? I, I had an interesting one that I, that I chose. I was saying I guess in what sense, like where, like, like what's injury the free. Goal? What's the goal though? Like what, what's just, the goal just like, you? just like what athlete would you like to see? have a completely injury free career. Like, like who, who do you think would be the best guy to take an injury free career? Like, all right. So I guess start off. Who did you say? I said, Eric Lindros. I think that would be, cause I think his career got, got cut like way short. I mean, if, if you want to, I think, I think there's probably some arguments. I don't know. We're, we're pretty, this is obviously a hockey podcast. So we're, our answers right, are going to be right. a little hockey centric. Cause I, I think there might be some, some basketball players that, you know, like blew yeah. knees out when they were, you know, 20 or something that, that yeah. you might have better answers. Like but Derek I'm, Rose or, yeah, I'm or not, maybe Kobe. I'm not as well versed in, in that sense. Uh, I think from a hockey standpoint, I think, the people, the first people that popped to mind, I think, are like Pavel Bure, uh, Peter yeah, Forsberg, yeah. Uh, th- those kind of guys. Um, I'd like to see. I mean, hell, I would have liked to see McDavid do his whole rookie season, you know, before right. blowing his collarbone. To be, be to be honest, you know, like right. he was third in in Calder voting, and he lost to Panarin that year, who showed up as a twenty-seven-year-old. You know, That's so man. so I. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as an Oilers fan, I'd like to, I would have liked to see McDavid health free. I mean, hell he's dealt with a lot of injuries. So I'd like to hundred percent healthy. McDavid would be a blessing to see Oilers standpoint. Another blessing though, uh, to wrap things up here 
uh, you can get a hold of on our Twitter. It's a chance to win an Edmonton Oilers jersey. Um, all you got to do is follow the Rig Rats podcast. That's going to be at the Rig underscore Rats on Twitter. And you have to follow the Hockey Podcast Network. That's going to be at Hockey Pod Net on Twitter. And then you have to re- retweet the post. You guys will see it. It's the pinned tweet on um, the Rig Rats profile. Um, it's the jersey giveaway. And that'll put you in the running to win a Edmonton Oilers jersey. Also, like I said, I yell and scream during the Edmonton Oilers games and we can interact that way. And the Hockey Podcast Network does a lot of fun giveaways as well. So uh, be sure to follow them as well. Anything else, my friend? That's uh, that's about it, I think. Good luck to the Vancouver Canucks. I still hope that they, you know, uh, a lot of their players and stuff are dealing with COVID. So good luck to all of them. Be sure to follow and subscribe, leave a review to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast helps out a great deal. And as always, let's go Oilers.